listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. I fucking hate Hollywood. Yeah, it's not great. I hate him. Here's a, here's a fun fact, though, for our listeners. Me and Ben, actually, very similar origin story. His father turned out to be my father after I killed him. It was just a little different because Ben's part Native American. Yeah, you can read about it in Chapman Origins. It's pretty great. Can't be worse than this. Uh, and for such a stinker of a film about Wolverine, I turned to the person I know who loves Wolverine the most and thought, let's make him suffer through it. Uh, welcome our guest, Andy Daly. Uh, it's uh, it's delightful to be here. <laughs> wow, that is that is the weirdest intro I've ever gotten. That, that is an hour and 45 minutes of this piece of garbage weighing on his, on his head. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There was an interesting. I was talking to Andy before we started recording, and I, you know, I'd given him a very poor step by step of what to do before we recorded, which led to us being like thirty minutes behind schedule or forty minutes. And I said, "Did you happen to take notes?" And, and what did you tell me, Andy? Um, so I was taking notes, and less than or right around thirty minutes into the movie, I had already filled like four whole pages. And uh, realized that it wasn't going to stop anytime soon, so I just gave up. Did you just four pages? Now, when you say minutes. now, when you say you filled four pages, did you just write the word "help" over and over in every white space of the page until it became completely black? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, send a picture of my notebook. It's going to look a lot like um, you know any printed material coming out of uh, The Shining. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it is it gonna be like the guy's notebooks from Seven? I was gonna say Seven. I yes, exactly. I was gonna make a Seven reference. We're yeah. on this. this I had to beat you to it, man. I, I could sense it when you were talking. I had to get there. <laughs> I just kept like there was so much ridiculous shit happening that I felt like uh, I had to make note of everything, and then like my notes were rather descriptive at first, and then they just sort of slowly. Um, deteriorated into like two or three words with uh, question marks after them. Yeah, oh, sweet. So you take I, notes the same way I do. They're yeah. very good at the beginning, and then by the end, there's just some notes yeah. I'll have will say, what the fuck? But yeah. with no description as to what scene they were about. Exactly. I've got like Cyclops, WTF, question mark. <laughs> yeah, you can tell oh. how the movie's going when you can see how many times I write a, a bullet point in all caps and then swear <laughs> in it. Yeah. It is yeah. great to look through the notes sometimes because. I'm so uh, sometimes I'm just like, uh, huh, I have no idea what this note means, but I'm I was so angry when I wrote it. Right, I can right. tell that I was mad, just no idea about what. My last yeah, note was... is just the word fuck in all caps. That's yeah. my final note. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> Actually Something... my last note is about the fact that there was two after credit scenes in this movie and then oh, I just wrote the hubris. <laughs> the hu- yeah. <laughs> my god, the hubris. Yeah, I mean just just let it die. Please, just the true example of Hollywood hubris is the fact that they were like, this movie's going to be killer. <laughs> it's going to be so good, guys. It's going to be so awesome. We should set up that Deadpool might come back because people want this version of Deadpool. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, God damn it. Well, let's get it. Let's get into it. Uh, the movie starts, uh, which I assume in a, a sequence guest directed and guest cast by George Lucas, because <laughs> the kid who plays Wolverine cannot fucking act at all. It's so bad. Like, the whole time he's talking and screaming. Also, this movie employs the largest number of men screaming and looking up at a camera that I've ever seen. It's like each scene is like a montage of the con moment from Star Trek. Or the Darth Vader no from the prequels. 
true, because it's actually much worse. I shouldn't have compared it to an yeah. actual enjoyable scene. That's correct. <laughs> I guess it's like the con moment in the Star Trek reboots. Yeah, it's like uh, the uh, the poor man's con moment. Yeah, I mean, it, and I you don't realize how bad it is when uh, like a man just yells like just a noise, like a guttural sound. It's just so unnatural and so weird that like it doesn't come off as like. Ooh, he's an animal. You're just like, what the fuck? Like, man, he has, bad acting. He has three of them here. Three. Oh, yeah, yeah at least. Uh, yeah, so the kid, The kid runs out, and we... I don't know. Who cares? This is all based off of the origin comic in which it turns out that Wolverine is actually Sabretooth's brother. That's why they're both mutants, and they've been alive since, like, the 1800s. And then... The beginning is just real bad because nobody can act in the beginning. Yeah, it's it's really bad. The um the the I don't know the bait and switch about which of the male actors was Wolverine and Sabretooth's father, um and then he gets gutted by you know the the prepubescent Wolverine. Yes, yeah, um, didn't understand and that. The the <laughs> the death scene is the most like cheesy death scene I've ever I've ever. <laughs> Recall oh scene. yeah, I've never seen two a person die so slowly, but yet so and then, like, like easy going. Just yeah, like oh, yeah. I was your dad. It's just like, are you in pain or not, dude? Right. Yeah, I feel and then, like number one would be, holy shit, this kid's got claws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a right. lot more blood should have. I mean, you can really tell this movie's rated like they were going for a PG thirteen because despite a film where multiple people are like sliced with claws, not one person bleeds in this movie. Oh no. Except for the girl, who they go out of their way to explain it was not real blood. So I almost wonder if that was like a thing to get a PG-13 rating. If they're yeah, like, we have to explain that's not her blood. Also, also great work by Wolverine in that scene to not notice she had no open wounds. Anyways. But confusingly, <laughs> the, the comic introduces the character of Rose, who plays this female character wedged between Sabretooth and uh, Wolverine, who later dies... And and as a sort of like a as like a retribution for Wolverine's actions in the comic, and there is a female character who acts as sort of this love interest for Logan later in the movie, but she's not used in that way, and it would have been very easy to do so. Yeah, <laughs> there's I, a lot I, of things that would have been easy and enjoyable to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it's it's retarded how much uh, like better this could have been if they had. I, I don't know. It's <laughs> they just not made it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I should mention real quick, Edit, when I said that Andy is probably the person I know who loves Wolverine the most, he has a Wolverine tattoo. Ooh, like, he really, he's like a huge Wolverine fan. This isn't I, like where I'm like, my friend likes comics, right, kind of. Right. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a uh, 80s and 90s Wolverine fanboy, big time. So your tattoo I, isn't the nude Wolverine, uh, like, crouching in a barn? That's not what you have tattooed? Yeah. No, old. that was that was my second choice, but okay. um, it's, it's uh, the that's his tramp stamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's the Art Adams uh, Wolverine in the yellow costume from the X Men Classics Beautiful. number one. Yeah. From- See, he now, like I said, he he really loves Wolverine, which we forgot to kind of talk about our uh, our love of the character, but. I felt like during, like while I was watching this movie, that there was a chance that I was like, God, I hope Andy doesn't own like a cheese grater because he's gonna try to like start skinning that tattoo <laughs> off just so yeah. nobody knows because he doesn't want to be associated. Not the first uh, I, incident of self harm that this podcast yeah. will have caused. I, I was oh, I, after you know after I watched it last night, um, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, I feel a lot like 
um, that guy who roots for like the most horrible professional sports team, like they lose every year horribly, like they're last always. Like us um, here rooting for the Cubs, you mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I keep I keep wanting them to make a great, you know, to to pull together a great representation of what that character is, and and you know, bring together a writer and director that understand it a little bit. Um, only to be let down, what is it, seven times now? Yeah. Get ready <laughs> for a few more. But like, real I'm quick, like, on that note, can I ask you what your take is on Hugh Jackman doing Wolverine? I, I think Hugh Jackman does a great job, but what I feel is missing is all the other structure. Like, the, the direction, I think, is horrible. Yep. Um, I, he, brings a, he brings a really interesting human element to the character in a way that, like... Um, I don't know. Halle Berry does not with Storm and any you of her. You shut your warm mouth. <laughs> any of her representations. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think he does a good job, um, but like everything else is is not there, you know. So it's like yeah, he's, he's sort of pulling the weight. Do you know what and happens? It's a lot like, of casting versus like in the middle of a shit sandwich. Like even if there's like one edible like olive, you know, it's still in the middle of a shit sandwich. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was, is, is, is the pull quote from your Wolverine review is Hugh Jackman is the one olive in a shit sandwich? <laughs> Which is weird, because I don't even like olives, so I don't know why I, think, I, don't know why I said that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. I didn't I mean, know shit sandwiches came with olives. <laughs> Where do you get it? Okay, all right. Deli, yeah, it's quality deli. Um, what I found interesting about this movie is the only enjoyable part of it takes place in a terrible montage, and even that's shitty, in which you see Wolverine. I like I like that it's just them fighting in wars. What did they do between then? Because there's I, a lot of time between the Revolutionary or the Civil War. Right. And War One. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, there's also other wars. Like, why aren't, why aren't they in, like... <laughs> War of 1812, yeah. uh, American right. War. Where's the French-Indian War sequence? That get cut? Bullshit. Yeah, they they definitely should have been Anthony Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck this movie. Now it's terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I do want to point out <clears throat> when I watched uh, watching the montage, I realized how um, gorgeous Hugh Jackman's hair is in this. It's so and well it, it's like it is. It's plot. beautiful. It's mm. it's really beautiful, shiny, luscious. Um, they don't really try to get the the big like. Um, pointy spikes out of the hair the way that they do in the first two X or I guess the first three X-Men movies. Oh, and the then first X-Men movie, he looks like he's like half of a Bram, Bram Stoker Dracula wig. Yeah. He's like, like Bram Stoker's, it down. <laughs> yeah. He's like Bram Stoker's Dracula mixed with, uh, John Travolta from Greece hair. Like it's, it's ridiculous. So there's two, there's two fucking super confusing things about the war, the brothers in war montage that we see. One, how do they always end up in the same unit? Because they do not put brothers in the same unit after World War II. We know this. We uh, anyway. Um, we all saw Saving Private Ryan. But on top of that, uh, uh, wouldn't there like legend? You know, because I know as, as even just a moderate World War II buff, I knew about a number of famous soldiers who like charged into battle with like a broadsword or something. Like those those are standout stories that everyone talks about. Um, how are these guys just drifting <laughs> through war? Yeah, how is war? the guy who runs like a dog cat sort of like we thing? Gotta about his, we, we gotta talk about his. We gotta talk about Sabretooth's movie. And they've never been promoted 
at all in like 200 <laughs> yeah. years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, it's still just like <laughs> private first class. They're like Jesus Christ, right. man! I'm tired. He of can feeling. take a bullet. He can take a bullet to the head and keep going. But we're gonna, you know. I'm sorry, because son. I guess that's why they don't promote him. They need him on right. the ground. They're like, we can keep shooting this guy. But the scene <laughs> right. where they're on Normandy Beach and they first introduce, uh, oh my god, Dave Shriver's his what, animal jumping. In, yeah, in their yeah. mind, what oh. they think animals look like when they run. So bad. You mean yeah, like the I, wire the the wire work in this movie is is um, embarrassing. Like it's the so wire horrible. work in this movie is like a current day like Aerosmith tour or something. <laughs> like where it's just it like, is. A, it's like it's, it's like, like a community theater production of Peter Pan. Like that's what I kept thinking the whole time. Yeah, or like yeah. if you just pull in with cat, like three guys, it's almost like if you threw a cat in a wind tunnel. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the vibe I got. You know what yeah. I mean? You ever do that? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah, all right. <laughs> We've all got a frame of reference for throwing cats yeah. in wind tunnels and then relating oh, it to God. Leif Schreiber. But I he like does it a lot. Up walls, along the floor, oh, yeah. like off objects. He's constantly doing it. Physics takes a break in this movie. Oh, right. yeah. Common right. sense, physics, and plot all take a break in this movie. And also, like, we'll next time. Not to mention confusing power usages, like the character who can literally make anyone do whatever she says, who is constantly incapable of getting anything she wants. Oh, that yeah, that reveal at the end. I was like, how is she being? Why wouldn't she just walk up to him when he's not looking and put her hand on her shoulder and be like, release my sister? Let me go, right. release my sister, and then I don't know, go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah, and we find out later that her powers last long enough that the dude has walked enough to ruin only the top of a pair of shoes. The <laughs> soles are still fine. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. You ever walk so hard you lose just the tops of your shoes? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just the just the toe area. Right. I've got, so good. I've got really high arches, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're super high. Yeah. Let's get to the part, in... my favorite part oh. of this movie, and I have to get to it, which is the casting. Uh, of characters that are the tertiary oh. uh, the, uh, hitman squad that roams yeah. around doing asshole right. things. Yeah, when they introduce... First of all, real quick, before we get to that, uh, we they introduce Stryker again, who yeah. you may remember from X-Men 2, also, who was played like, by Ryan Cox, a super Scottish dude, and is now just played by a just ordinary American. There's <laughs> just right. no addressing that. Why he doesn't sound like him anymore, I don't know. Right. Right. Why he's also like a foot taller and very thin, because Brian Cox kind of a chummy man. Right. And, and one of five attempts to make him into this movie, like into one of these w- movies. Not this isn't the fifth, but I mean like, this is one of five. They keep trying and they have never done it. Right. What I like though is like you said, they were introduced. Uh, Stryker releases them after they're in Vietnam, and uh, he tries to rape a woman, and they kill a bunch of soldiers for some reason. Uh, Stryker gets them released, and they join. It just, like, teleports into, I guess, modern day, question mark? Yeah, the, 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 time, the timeline is so confusing, too, because, like, they're in Vietnam, and then all of a sudden, um, Stryker hasn't aged since Vietnam, so I'm assuming that it's, it's like, Vietnam era, maybe? Like this, yeah, I think it's the 70s, which is weird, because there's a lot of high Is that shit. the 70s? Yeah, I think so. Like, it's from the, at least the 90s. Yeah, plus, yeah, plus yeah. there's lots of like cameras and like. Actually, it has to be at the same point as the rest of the movie because. Um, when did the when Deadpool did the didn't. none of the when other... did the when did the Three Mile Island like nuclear thing happen? Does anybody have any clue about that? I think it was in the eighties. Like was it in the eighties? Yeah. Way, so none none of the high tech panable security cameras with customizable GUI interfaces would be the fuck around in the seventies. Right. Right. Well, 
I love the introduction on the plane because it reminded me of like my the scene in the Doom Predator? movie. Oh yeah, like where they're like the, the scene in the movie where they like Predator did it great, where they're on a plane and they introduce all the characters and you kind of get a feel for each one of them. Ever since that movie, no movie has done it well. And in the Doom movie, like each character might as well like they pick up a gun and it has like a name for him, and it might as well just be like religious guy who goes crazy, you know, like black guy who dies first. But this is like the most forced banter of a group oh, of man. people in an enclosed space in the history of cinema. It's so awkward. Yeah. It makes no sense. You're introduced to a series of characters which you don't even know who most of them are. Even if you like comic books, you don't know who the fuck right. they are. Right. Yeah, Will I Am. I mean, who who approved that? Seriously. Yeah. It watch, oh, watching so good. his his acting style is like um, amateur car salesman um, commercial. Like, it was so bad. So and, bad. And and what, what stunned me about that is I forgot. Like, I remembered a lot about what I hated about this movie. <laughs> I forgot about him being in this. And it wasn't his appearance that reminded me. It was during the opening montage as as yes. Logan is vaulting a trench in World War One. There's like I, a dead guy's body on like a cart, and then underneath yeah. it just spins out. It just says, says Will, Will I, I am? am. And oh, I was yeah. like, Ah! <laughs> I thought that too when I saw the credits. I was like, Wow, what a rough break for him that they're like, We're gonna put your name directly underneath like a I bloated think, disease corpse. When that happened, I think Sarah had to come see if I was okay. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But to be clear, just to run it down before we get into talking about it, those the characters shown on uh, the flight include Kestrel, who is Will I Am's character. He's a teleporting cowboy. Um, which, which I love that in the say, X-Men mythos that like it's supposed to be like everybody has a different mutation. Unless it's kind of cool, then like twelve or fifteen people have it. Like only yeah. one Cyclops, about forty eight teleporters. Yeah, yeah. He's got extremely good uh, 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 teleportation. I think he can move. I don't know, he, he, he's like one of the more powerful teleporters, even more than Nightcrawler in, in some ways. And, uh, uh, yeah, and he is dressed like a cowboy. So Yeah, he's wearing a cowboy for yeah. the entire movie. Uh, uh, additionally, there's The Blob, or uh, Fred Dukes. There's <sighs> Chris Bradley, or Bolt, who's the Which one. isn't who... Fred Dukes the name of the guy who Bloodsport's based on? Fred oh, Dukes. that's... Yeah, you're right. Uh... <laughs> Then there's thanks then there, for actually knowing. <laughs> there's Zero or Agent Zero. Is he from the comics? Because I don't remember this dude at all. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Well, actually, he's far cooler than the comics. Agent Zero, his power is the ability to absorb kinetic energy and then redirect it. Wait, hold on a second. Did you call him Agent Zero or Asian Zero? Because one of those pieces. It's Agent Zero, <laughs> but also Asian Zero. I'm gonna uh, interrupt. I'm going to interrupt and say every one of these characters is cooler in the comics, even, like, the lamest character. Oh, yeah, Dude, absolutely. Uh, the guy who can turn on and off the light bulbs. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, the electrokinetic hobbit. Yeah, yeah which, like, he's like, take us down. It's like, really? What's the benefit right. of not sitting in the cockpit? Right. In all honesty, why would he at least be in the cockpit? <laughs> yeah, you can't see. He's playing with his mind. <laughs> you uh, can't see what you're doing, idiot. Yeah, it's, like, you still need to see. Just because you can control it doesn't mean you can just bring down a plane in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, right. that's like those assholes buying, like, the new, the new Teslas and then trying to play, like, checkers in the backseat and dying. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that guy died? Right. He's like, whoa, 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 Queenie, oh, shit! Right. Uh, but yeah, we are introduced to all these terrible characters, and then we're introduced to, like, I forgot 90% of this movie, 
I remember seeing it in theaters and thinking it was like the biggest piece of shit I'd seen, except for like because I had blocked Daredevil out of my mind. But <laughs> at this, this point, it was this produced before or after uh, Last Stand. Uh, this was this before. Yeah, this was before. Before, I'm okay. Pre- now, what I like is, all right, you're introduced to the wacky bunch. They show up at generic black gangsters. Yeah, oh, I like how they just stroll. They stroll right up Main Street through the quick, uh, shant- through the shanty town. This is after Last Stand. Last Stand. Oh, was after. Okay. 2006 is 2009. Sorry about that. Look okay, at that, gotcha. guys. We don't have to wait for the mini to be told we're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they just stroll up Main Street through the shanty town in Nigeria also, I, to, the, they, to a like, building they, that looks that that's obviously a bad guy's hideout. Like, you know, armed dudes out front behind the uh, the razor wire and chain link fence. Yeah. Also, where did they land that like C forty seven or whatever? Like that was a huge cargo plane they're in. Where? Yeah, the, I guess like, they parachuted out. I don't know. Well, but then. They, they, all these guys come up with guns, and they're like zero. And this fight scene, if you can find it on like YouTube, watch it. It sets the stage for every shitty fight scene. It's the stupidest choreographed fight scene, but it also sets the stage for showing you that this movie did not have enough money for special effects. It only had oh. enough money for like everyday effects. They are like the worst. And what I, I am described to my brother how bad they were. I said Wolverine's claws look as though he's it's in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, yeah. they look like they're cartoons instead yeah. of like I wrote Monkey Bone. I wrote Monkey Bone. Andron animation cells. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Zero throws his guns up in the air and then pulls out clips and like tosses them up into the gun and then catches it's the dumbest scene. It makes no sense. It's not cool. It looks so bad. And then from there it's just terrible scene. You get when we're introduced to Deadpool Ryan Reynolds, who they just call Wade. But what's the, his mutant power? He can move. He can spin swords really fast. Really fast. Yeah, they don't touch on his healing ability uh, or anything. His, his, his they don't even say he has a mutant power. I guess yeah. other than he spins swords fast. It's, more, uh, it's this just is, terrible. This is where some of my research paid off. I found a couple of video interviews that um, Ryan Reynolds did a uh, uh, long time after. People asking him about how that went, and he said that he did the he did the role of Deadpool in this film because he was currently in talks of doing the actual Deadpool movie that we got, and this was the only way he could secure that they wouldn't cast someone else and thus like take away his chances of potentially playing Deadpool in his own movie. More importantly, because they says, never recast they never recast any of the roles. As we've right, heard. yeah, good point. But still, <laughs> uh, there's probably some Hollywood politics that played into him doing this. He was very oh, regretful. Sure. But my favorite thing is he said that when he came on to do the scenes where he was in the plane and when he's in like the the the, uh, the elevator and doing the spinning swords, that when he arrived, they did not have lines for him in the script. His lines <laughs> were, Wade Wilson talks fast and sarcastic, and he's like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> So, oh wait, but this this only backs up my theory that all of the terrible jokes in the Deadpool movie were from his pass of the script, because his lines are not good. Well, yeah, and, they're not great, but I, I think they're not bad. I think I think he was working with some difficult circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> but it's insane! It's insane to arrive on a set like this. Will I am's across from you doing a <laughs> made-up accent where he'd kind of merged like a Welsh accent with like. 
two different kinds of southern accents. And then there's this fucking, yeah, there's a hobbit, there's Dominic Monaghan, and he's confused why he's here. And there's some new Australian you've never met before. And and everyone's, everyone's just in an airplane. You're like, all right, just be funny. Go ahead. Yeah, the hillbilly, <laughs> the hillbilly blob in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with, uh, that, we don't even need to go into that right now. But so oh, Wolverine oh, eventually decides to leave because they start killing just a village of random people. we got to talk about the blob for a minute because the blob, uh, each person gets their own, like, sequence where they're like, here's how their powers work. Not right. that you get an idea of how anyone's powers work because Zero just seems to be able to flip around. Also, we did not cover the fact that Zero flips, like, feet first, which doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, he, yeah. He Nobody, jumps like in an said. impossible way where he runs forward and then jumps and then seems to propel his head backwards and his feet forward to go all the way around the wrong way so then he can start shooting? Like, why? Why? Why do yeah. that? The entire – his entire scene is so horribly choreographed, so poorly executed that I could not figure out how, like – like while watching the daily, somebody wasn't like, "Uh oh," like you know what I mean. Like when, yeah, when the studio execs got like that that set of film, why weren't they like, "Ooh, we got to stop making this movie right now"? <laughs> it looks oh, like they the cut. Fuck. It looks like they took a, a a clip of him doing a backflip and then played it in forward speed and then animated it going over a wall with a ten dollar budget. It's really oh, yeah. like, like I as said, bad as I'm describing it. This the, the to call these special effects are like in the sense of like special Olympics. Yeah, like you just yeah. feel bad for them. They're so I I cannot believe that the studio who did the special effects was like, yeah, we're okay with you putting this out. Also, like I can't imagine that company ever got work again. And, and, <laughs> right. And not to belabor the point, but I gotta point out too that the Blob, whose powers again super inconsistently defined, walks up to a tank, uh, and is told to you know stop the tank so he walks straight up to the barrel he makes it quite a quite a distance and presumably oh yeah that guy makes no effort to stop him and he presumably goes over the wall too um <clears throat> slowly i guess but he makes it all the way up to the tank in which the tank driver finally decides to check what's going on around him and looks through a camera that appears to look down the barrel of the tank yeah, that's how you aim a tank is by looking down the barrel with a gopro yeah is there a <laughs> Do you know anything about war on the tank shell because he's like, I got, I better check. Uh, <laughs> let me just peer down this tank hole. Oh no, a guy! <laughs> I guess I'll just fire. It's, th- I'm exhausted. Every part of that scene is terrible. I'm exhausted. And I'm basically, exhausted Wolverine leaves. The group falls apart, and we just like this well, is what I mean too. Where this movie, the plot is just so all over the place. We're introduced to the Wolverine leaves. Wolverine walks and, away, and uh, the, you know. Stryker says, I think it's Stryker, he says, we can't just let you walk away, and then nobody does anything. They all stand there, and he yeah. walks away. I wish they held on that scene one, one minute longer. One of them's like, <laughs> so did you mean that? Or right. oh, so... sh- oh, was I, I was the oh, one was it, supposed to stop is it? it? Is, it, is, it, is it me? Yeah. I, sorry, guys, I dropped the ball on that. I'm one. sorry, I zoned uh, out. Is the next scene when the, the carnival? Yeah, yes, uh, set the in next Springfield, scene? Ohio. That's right, motherfuckers. All the time Ben brings up Chicago. Guess where this Damn movie it. takes place in a fictitious Name version dropped. of Springfield, Ohio, where we have a monorail. monorail. We do not have a monorail, nor do we have monorail. random carnivals that appear like on the side of said monorail. Yeah. Uh, where it, I, it's 
X number of years in the future, the group is broken up, and this guy used to be part of the secret, like, hit squad, and now he's just driving around with carnivals? Right, he's the sad clown carnival worker. This man... Like, I feel like... It, I feel flew. like wouldn't it be wouldn't he get more money if he just put on a show where he could light stuff up with his mind? This man yeah, flew like, a military jet with his mind, which indicates that he, unlike the character in the comic who just channels electricity and then redirects it into blasts and shields, he's able to manipulate. So he's sort of like uh 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 oh god I can't remember his name the guy who can like read computer language or whatever. Anyway, he's like a couple of X Men rolled into one in this movie, making him crazy powerful. He seems pretty smart. He can fly a plane without even looking. He can, like, control electricity. He can tr- turn off electricity. He can control devices. Why, why is he a carnival guy? Like, yeah, it's insane that... And, like, did he not get paid to be a mercenary? Like, what do he do with all that money? <laughs> Later on, we see that he's... You ever uh, heard of, like, a CD or an IRA? Maybe get, like, a 401k going, buddy? Later on, we, we join Kestrel, uh, John Wraith, who's Will I Am who's living in Vegas. And I was like, you know who should have been in Vegas? The guy who could control electronics. Yeah, the guy who's basically fucking David Copperfield. <laughs> or could just, like, tell a slot machine to, like, let me win. Like, I mean, he could do yeah, it's whatever he wanted. And, like, too, it's also weird because, like you said, we go to Will I Am. He owns, a uh, like, a boxing. Like, he's a promoter, and he has his own gym. So where did he get, like, what did The Hobbit do with all of his money? You know what uh, John Wraith could also do better than being a boxing coach? Uh, teleport into banks? I mean, all of these people could do anything they want. They're clearly not morally upstanding, like, mutants, you know what I mean? Like, they're all, like, murdering children also, and stuff. Yeah, also it seems like, too, uh, we find out that Stryker's sending out the group, to be, uh, sending out... Creed to kill them all and not Creed the boxer, which, you know, I could see how you would make that mistake with the boxing ring. <laughs> but I like these two dudes are not keeping a low profile. The guy who owns a gym and, right. uh, like with his name on the outside of it. I don't think that fucker's trying to hide. No. We're introduced to Blob, got fat. Ha ha ha. There's uh, a couple of great <laughs> jokes about that. And when I say great, I mean some fucking terrible, terrible jokes. Yeah. Uh, we're also... Well, he's, wearing a, over- he's, he's wearing a Save the Whales t-shirt, too. I don't know if anybody caught that. Wow, I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I, I did not. Uh, I think I took a sob break during that scene. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think quietly. I was just like, I wonder, well, like, I started you wondering, know, like, how computer monitors work or something. I was just like, how does power travel through a cord? Right, well, well I am tells he tells Wolverine not to mention his weight, but he's wearing a Save the Whales t-shirt. Like, it doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, the whole thing is... And, like, and he's like, did you call me Blob? And it's like, ugh. But it's also like, bro, there's no way you're unaware you're a fat right. ass. Like, <laughs> no, you're not that sensitive when you're that fat. Now, before this, we are we find out that Wolverine has become a Canadian lumberjack. Because I guess they were like, what's the most Canadian job we can think of? Right. Oh, a yeah. mousy? Nah, Beautiful. how about a lumberjack? Yeah, how about model slash lumberjack? Also, apparently he's he's entered a part of Canada where the Canadians are not nice. Yeah, the only see, part of Canada. Because when he roams up on that bridge and those two guys are having a conversation and blocking the whole bridge, he gets out and he's like, hey guys, I'm just trying to get through. And one of them's like, you better watch your fucking mouth. And I'm like, where, where is he? <laughs> yeah, did he like cross over to Michigan? While he's yeah. Back to where is this? Yeah. I run into uh, I run into the people who are in like literal gangs in my neighborhood, and they are far more polite <laughs> than these <laughs> random lockers. 
I know. And, like, what kind of asshole stops on a bridge to have a conversation? The bridge is, like, 20 feet long. Just drive the extra two yeah. feet and have the conversation. And, and the conversation goes long. It's like, hey, guys, do you guys move, mind moving? And they're like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. And, like, his girlfriend comes out. And they're just like, he's got a real mouth on him. And I'm like, I, I don't know if he said anything, man. Are yeah, you okay? Then, could you please move? What a dick, right? asking politely. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes while he's in Canada is, uh, like, one of the tacked-on scenes to be like, we're going to explain why he's called Wolverine. Oh, and yeah. I, what I love about this is, one, this woman, and maybe this is, like, super racist of me, and if it is, I'm very sorry. I got the opinion she was supposed to be, like, native, like... A, like a native Indian of yeah, Canada? Yeah, she she's um, Silver Fox from the comics, and or based on Silver Fox from the comics. It, that was, like, the as I'm watching it, I'm like, ah, I feel like this this character is Silver Fox, but not really, like, you know, they're, they're bastardized. bastardized yeah, and she tells this story, so I was like, oh, she's supposed to be, like, you know, whatever, I don't know what they call <laughs> Indians in Canada. Ben, you got an idea? Indigenous people, thank you. Yeah. All right. All right, one person. of them, one of the engines from Canada. Oh. Uh, no, but, and then later they're like, her sister can turn to diamond. And I'm like, you're trying to tell me Emma Frost's sister is like an indigenous person? Emma Frost is like the whitest motherfucker in comic right. books. The blonde it makes yeah. no sense. It's but, super confusing you know, like, I, because they're they're mashing plot lines and they're mashing like actual characters from Yeah, the they're just, they're, this felt to me like very Gotham-esque. Like, where they're just yeah. trying to introduce characters, and they're just doing it. The scene later when they when they introduce Gambit, and he explains, like, he's like, they called him Gambit. I'm like, really? You're going to give me, like, his code name, too? Are you afraid people wouldn't know what his real name was? <laughs> right. But real quick, the, the story she tells, what I love is she starts telling this story about Koala Kwaku or some shit. Nailed it. I don't yeah. know how to say it. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, was in love with the moon. But Trickster, I'm like, wait a minute. You... You guys, one of your gods was named Trickster, and the other one was named Kwadalakaku, or what? Like, I'm like, why didn't Trickster have like a a very like native name? What? Why did your language just call him Trickster? I just thought that was so bizarre, just so they could reveal what the name translated to. Right. And I also had to look up to be like, are there Wolverines in Canada? There are. Yes. yes Those are wondering. Did not know that. Uh, yeah, so I just thought that was great. I also love that they're driving what appears to be a pickup truck version of an El Camino. Oh, like, it's yeah. an El Camino, but with, like, a pickup truck on the front of it instead of, like, the car front. I thought that was a weird vehicle I've never heard of. Everyone's got an old car in this movie, too. Like, he's, like, a weird El Camino, and then someone's driving an old truck from, like, the 50s. It's so weird. Uh -huh. Speaking of trucks, in the scene where him and Creed get in a fight at the Lumberjack bar, he Sabretooth throws him into a truck the truck hits him he rolls up over the hood that truck does not stop at all no no <laughs> it's just like oh shit i just killed somebody why did hit you jackman i gotta keep going <laughs> yeah he's like oh god i mean it was crazy I was like that guy's not even gonna stop yeah he's like also, ah, i got i got priors on my record i <laughs> I got a DUI. If I, if I get a homicide on here, I'm definitely going to jail. I only got three points left on my license. I think I hit a mutant, but I cannot look back. Right. Yeah, you I'm think, not sure you if they count off. Random uh, Canadian toughs who stop on a bridge are yeah. uh, assholes. Wait till yeah. you see the cops. Everyone's a dick here. Also, uh, uh, 
this bar that they're at, right? It's clearly just a barn that someone has set up to sell alcohol, which is confusing because I think Canadians just love beer like the rest of us. That should be yeah. I bars. like the way that like they're portraying Canada as if like it's all wilderness, like it's all frontier. It reminded me of the Clerks right. yeah. cartoon, the way they portray Canada as yeah. like people who have no idea about anything that's going on in the real world. But also, uh, like, I get that you're trying to show these little, like, uh, everyone's, you know, a logger. But, okay, a couple of things. A, not every single person in the frame needs to have a plaid shirt on. Not <laughs> yeah. everyone needs flannel. But this everyone's got spent flannel. all of its money on flannel, and then they were like, how much do we have left for CGI? And they were like, ooh, we needed to buy all that flannel, though. <laughs> when we pan in on this scene, not only is everyone wearing flannel, you know, except for Creed, uh, but... the bartender. <laughs> The bartender is wearing flannel and a, a rawhide vest, and there's four to five cowboy hats off to the side playing poker. And I'm like, guys, what year is this? What, <laughs> what part of Canada? What cowboy part hats of are not Canada? a fish choice yeah. in Canada. And has American like cowboys. A, a southern, uh, you know, American accent. It doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they were just like, can we find a Canadian actor? They're like, no, we're filming in Vancouver. Where are we going to find a Canadian actor? <laughs> right. Um, we also get uh, after that you know that set up that his girlfriend is killed so he meets back up with Stryker and decides that he's gonna go after Sabretooth uh, and he wants to be called Wolverine instead of his actual name when they show them making the Wolverine dog tag this is how little I cared about this movie that my first thought when they showed that was wow that's so much metal they're wasting to make that one dog tag <laughs> metal disc and there's just a little dog tag in the center it's like that's not good guys i mean my government tax dollars are paying for that <laughs> also, uh, that's, that's mid-operation which means they ask him hey do you want new names in your dog tags and he's like yeah and they go all right we're gonna, do, we're gonna go handle that and then someone would have perceivably have left the room and then there was just would have been like a 20 minute 30 minute awkward yeah well <laughs> i guess i sit in the computer and he's like so what are you guys gonna do to me you're gonna inject metal into my bones yeah yeah. Uh, you, you dating anyone, Logan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he eventually he wakes up. They're going to erase his memory, and uh, which anybody who knows anything about Wolverine and the Sweet Weapon X story, which has been uh, completely destroyed by comic books. Uh, horrible. Yeah. The the, the amazing. Uh, if you have never read, if you ever want to read a great Wolverine story, read the Weapon X story by what's his name, Brian Windsor Smith. Barry Windsor Smith. Barry, I was close. Give me a break, yeah. man. <laughs> and real quick here, Andy, help me out. Is, 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 I always thought Weapon X was the name of the facility, not the name of Wolverine. Um, am, I, am I wrong here? Because they call him Weapon X like he's the 10th weapon attempt program. Well, program. It, it changed. He was, he, he was originally called Weapon X, and they referred to him as Weapon X. Um, and the, the Roman numeral change happened sometime in the 2000s, and, and I'm not sure if that's um, after, like, there was a Weapon X, like, mini-series that was yeah, actually they in the future. Yeah, they changed it, I think, in, like, the late 90s is when they it, first introduced the idea. Yeah, and, and so that's that's long after that. I, I don't know that the facility's ever actually named in, in, the, in the story from the 80s. Um, Stryker has nothing absolutely at all to do with it. Um, and and it's, it's actually a pretty amazing... Um, Wolverine story. It's 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 one of my favorites. Um, yeah, the art's insane. The story's yeah, it's trippy and it, it fucked it's up. Great. And and I think that um, it, it it it's very cinematic. So it, it's just 
like beyond sad that nobody could take you know aspects of that and actually do it do it well um these guys did not even get close uh yeah they came as far away as possible <laughs> the scene the scene where he springs up out of the tank all muscly and glistening was that in the comics or no, no he's he's like submerged in a cylindrical tank and and um he doesn't ever bust out of it like they do experiments with him after he's had the metal fused to his bones um and and it's it, it's the whole the, the way it's written and the way the panels are laid out is is um sort of confusing because he doesn't quite know who he is or what's going on. So you get like this sort of disjointed narrative, but then like panels are laid out in reverse and like clockwise and stuff. Um, and, and anyway, he doesn't ever like bust out like right after the metal happens. Like he gets the metal, he's down and out for a minute. And then like they have him outside in the snow being chased by wolves to see like what, what, what's possible. So um, he goes nuts and, um, he's not like he's, he's never in water to bust out of. Um, no, yeah. There's the scene where he when he first realizes he has claws, and see this was that was written in the 80s where Wolverine there was no story where he, those he has claws underneath the metal because right. it makes no sense. The right. metal that, is like blade thick. Just you know to mean? clarify, it's like the sharpness of a knife. There's no right. And in, 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 in the Weapon X story, when he pops his claws the first time, it's like you know he'd never he never seen them at all. So it's you know the bone claws. Thing that they add uh, add in later in the in the late, uh, mid nineties or whenever that was. Um, they added when 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 Magneto pulls his skeleton out, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. He pulls the adamantium out of his body. It's it was during like one of those times when it was during the like the end of the nineties where like they had killed comic books and they were trying to do anything to get people to read comics. Like they had, right. turns out holographic covers weren't selling like they thought they would. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, so that whole thing is not in there. It, and to me, the bone claws have never made sense because it's like his. If they've, there's thousands of comics where they show like his skeleton is just a skeleton covered in metal. Right. And, and they actually metal. So why wouldn't those claws be like round bone claw? It doesn't make any sense. Right. They would just be metal covered bone claws. You know what I mean? Yeah. They um, should look like a tube. They're like, like they ragged. Cl- yeah. The bone claws are always all raggedy and and you know like cone shaped. And then the claws look like, you know, the end of, of uh, Ninja Swords. Yeah, they're like basically katanas. Yeah. Um, but so, in the in the comics, like when whenever it's explained, like his claws, and they do it multiple times, um, they talk about the the claws retracting into a bio I don't know biomechanical um, socket or something like that in his forearm. Um, so it, it's always described as being like something that was placed in there and not like organic um, or natural to him. So, Until later, like I said, they they retcon like the whole Weapon X being oh, yeah. multiple Weapon Xs. Like that's where X twenty one comes from. Is they were like, no, they were constantly making Weapon X. Like it was just the Weapon Plus program, and for right. some reason X is the only one they call by the Roman numeral instead of you know the number. Right. right. Hey, does anyone remember what Roman numeral comes after X? No, let's just start doing X one. <laughs> yeah, they were like, I guess we'll call it. Oh, that's not. I'll just say, you know, well, let's just go with eleven. So I know that this 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 uh, this scene didn't do diligence to the comic of Weapon X, which, as you described, is sort of elegant in its layout of the torturous pattern in which they they transformed a man into an animal. However, it does have CGI Hugh Jackman jumping off of a CGI waterfall, completely right. nude. So yes, there is that scene that lasted forever, like. <laughs> 
The camera follows him jumping. He disappears into the waterfall, and it continues to pan down. It's like, we're not looking at anything anymore. We're just looking at a waterfall. Also, and they then, capture then it, that, then it that pull, fall. pulls out as if he's going to like come out of the water. Never comes out of the water. It's bizarre. They have to capture that fall, because it's real Hugh Jackman, I think, jumping off of something. So I can only imagine that there were some scenes where they just had a set... Like an empty warehouse set and like a green screen pad and a green screen like platform and just a naked Hugh Jackman doing multiple takes. <laughs> Jumping over and over again. Le- leaping into nothing and then be like, oh, again? All right. Yeah, like try to like tape down his genitals with like some modesty underwear so nobody could see him. Yeah, if Wolverine never seems scary in this movie, just picture Hugh Jackman with taped down genitals and you'll, <laughs> you'll feel yeah. a lot more comfortable. What I like the best though is, all right, so after this, the, I, I want to see if Ben thought the same thing. Uh, he jumps off and he disappears, and they're like, we're going to have to close the facility, blah, blah, blah. Then we just cut over to an old couple in a pickup truck. Did you think for a second you were like, holy shit, this is... Ma and Pa Kent? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wrote like, Ma and Pa Kent meanwhile, are here. Great. Yeah, I was like, meanwhile, on the set of Superman. Superman. Yeah. So, uh, Wolverine... I was really hoping the old guy was going to like pull a curtain back and be like, and here's the pod, you landed it on Earth. And I'd be like, and that's what's happening? I wondered if they were trying to do something, because they constantly, he's like, you can wear some of my son's old clothes, this is my son's old jacket, but they never explain what the fuck happened to his son. I, where's, I was like, you what you yeah, I was like, I was like, is there a story you guys want to tell about how, you know, because he's like, you look like a man looking for trouble, I was like, oh, he's going to be like, you know, my son went after, you know, uh, his girlfriend's ex-boyfriend or something who hit her, and he got killed, or he's in prison, nothing. I he's also like, he's also an alien who was being chased by some guys from the negative zone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they came to Earth in a one-dimensional uh, flat disc or flat yeah. Also, this he, dude uh, is surprisingly welcoming to a naked man he <laughs> thinks is 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 drunk or coming well, off. He said, "Are you on drugs?" And he says, "No," and he's like, "Well, good enough for me." All right, yeah, come inside. <laughs> <He's> like, Here, <laughs> come on inside. Have dinner with my wife that I can't protect. And, and uh, yeah, cover and, your taped down genitals with this towel. Yeah, and, every, and have some of my dead son's clothes. Also, do you want a motorcycle? Like he just... It's just like insane that he's like giving away <laughs> everything that his son owned, but no explanation of where the fuck the son is. It's so weird. Like, wait, wait, do you think the son's just like at summer camp? He's oh yeah, like, the... where's all like my asshole. shit, Dad? <laughs> He, he moved like, to Metropolis and left all his shit behind. Yeah, he was like, fuck him. He won't clean out his house. I'm giving his clothes away to the first naked man who runs on our car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also like that that's the scene where you really realize how bad the CGI is, is they oh. show Wolverine extending his claws, and they're so oh. cartoony and bad, that, and it's so focused, like the entire shot, that you're like, this was the only one you probably should have spent some time on. Because like, it's such a focus. Touches them together and they spark or whatever. Like, it doesn't... It, it's so dumb looking. Yeah, yeah it's it, terrible. It stands out. And I'm not usually the guy to comment on special effects. Because I let that stuff slide a lot. I'll uh, let it slide, but, but it stands it, out. Like, it yes, stands yeah. it's such a major motion picture. I mean, we talked about it. This movie cost $150 million. Oh. And that's the best special effects they could come up with. Right. What did they spend it on? I, I, Canadian permits? I don't know. Right. Uh, Paul Mitchell hair Bad products suits. for Hugh Jackman? Yeah, that's it, man. They spent then, $50 million just getting that sucker up and, every morning. And uh, the fight the fight appears here, the one that they highlighted in all the trailers with the Humvees oh and the helicopter. But yeah, I, I, I wanna, before we get to that, I want to ask, what preceded that fight planning-wise? 
Stryker would have had to go to zero and be like, hey, alright, so Wolverine, the guy that couldn't be killed before, we gave him kind of invincible, invulnerable metal well, body zero and knows, claws. You shot him in the head and nothing happened. He's right. like, yeah, we get, you know those things that you, you couldn't kill him with? Alright, I want you to go after him uh, and take him down. <clears throat> right, and shoot the people to let him know you're there first before shooting him. Yeah, and, and make sure to just... I imagine Zero would have been like, okay, so you guys have got like a super laser or, or something for me to use, right? Was, no, use regular guns. We'll give you four guys and two trucks. Uh, that should do it, right? Did yeah. he just like not like Zero anymore? Well, what I liked was, okay, so they all come out to have breakfast in the barn with Wolverine. Everybody's okay with giving their possibly dead son's clothes and motorcycle away to a stranger. And then... Zero shoots the old man and the woman and then says into his radio, we found Weapon X. He just killed two people. Why the fuck does he need to fake a homicide? Right. Yeah, Stryker like, Who is care. he justifying? Like, <laughs> the people he's talking to are the military who know he already escaped. They don't need to justify <laughs> why to kill him. Right. I thought that was so bizarre that they were trying to frame him for murder. Him. Right. Zero, zero. Well, like, he murdered, like, how many people did he murder on his way out? Uh, oh, like, off yeah, the like, 20 people he was just right. stabbing as he ran by. Yeah, uh, and plus, Stryker assigned Zero <laughs> to numerous jobs where he was told, told told him to just go ahead and shoot civilians. Like, right. Stryker doesn't give any shits. So I don't know why Zero is like, uh-oh, I did a bad thing. I shot Ma and Pa Kent. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was, I, I feel like maybe that was it. He was like, ooh, I was only supposed to kill the husband. The mom's supposed to keep living. Um, now, before we move on to the next X-Men that we meet here in this movie, and I have a, a lot to say about that, I have to catch us up on the fucking plot at this point. Because Stryker has... Okay, so... so Wait, so the same plot as we know it or the actual plot? <laughs> I'm trying to piece out, no more than the plot, but I'm trying to piece out what Stryker's plan is, right? Because Stryker has this task force of mutants that he's getting to hunt other mutants and assemble materials like Admantium and shit so he can make the ultimate mutant to do whatever with, right? So he's sending Sabretooth out to go kill the old mutants from the squad, like Dominic, like a, like a big bolt, right? Because at first he's like, he's just a loose cannon, but later we're like, oh, Stryker sent Sabretooth out to do this, right? Yeah, so I he, think that the idea was he could, they were killing him maybe so that Wolverine couldn't figure out where they were. Right, and they faked the death of his wife and all this stuff just to rope Wolverine to give him metal adamantium skin for... What? Here is the part that it confused me. So I'm like, all right, they want to turn Wolverine into the ultimate weapon. And the idea is, oh, maybe it'll be like the Weapon X program. They basically, he becomes like a mindless animal that they try to control with like a box on his head. Right. So, yeah. So they're like trying to tell him what to do. They make him kill a bear. It's pretty sweet. Uh, not that a bear, but uh, so <laughs> you get that idea. But then it turns out they just wanted that. Like, it's basically like he has this rare metal, which they don't have very much of. And he's just like, we'll attach it to his body, and I don't know if it works. Right. Pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. And then we're uh, just going to kill him. Like, because he's like, erase his memory. Yeah. I got to rewind one second to something that was totally absurd um, early in the first, you know, when they're, in, when they're trying to, uh, the hit squad's trying to get into the, um, the, the facility in, in Nigeria. They, they get up there, Deadpool kills all these people, and then um, the, the bad guy, the, 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 I don't know, the kingpin there, 
thinks they're coming for the diamonds. And they're like, no, we want this useless rock you have on your desk. And he was like, oh, that's, you know, he's like, this is nothing. Like, they murdered all those people for something they could have probably sent an email and gotten easier from that. I know. Guy. I feel like if they had gone up to him and been like, hey, I got 50 bucks. Can I have that rock? He would have been like, yeah, hey, totally. you're not using that, right? Uh, I thought yeah. the same thing. I thought it was bizarre that they were just like, they came up there and I was like, did you guys think just to ask? Right. You knew yeah. he had it. Hey, so you must uh, know somebody who knows him. Yeah. But, so, like, you get where I'm coming from, right? Like, he, he, they make Wolverine this killer. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're going to wipe his mind, maybe do it before you make him invincible? I don't know. Just a right. thought. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was the end game? Like, yeah, yeah. What, there's no, where? There's absolutely, what no, there's absolutely no reason at all for it. And, He's already and, pretty terrifying. Like, right. And, just straight, straight Wolverine and Sabretooth are already really scary right. guys. But and then it doesn't make any sense like the the super mutant he's trying to build like that that doesn't make any sense either like what are what are we using the super mutant for? Right, it's to, to kill all the other mutants, right? That's what it's for. I guess. Yeah. Well, no, the, all the other mutants are being killed to to make the the super Deadpool. Yeah, I think I think the idea is once Deadpool's been made with Weapon Eleven or whatever, they are he's going to basically be sent out because Stryker wants to kill all the mutants because yeah because Stryker's. Striker originates from uh, God Loves, Man Kills, which is the famous like landmark X-Men comic in which right. he, he tries to murder all of mutant kind because they're a terrible plague upon humanity. But uh, they don't really give him that. Like, Yeah, yeah they, they never, they never let on to that at all. No, they at explained some point, that, so... his, that his son killed his <clears throat> wife. Yeah, but right. it's it so late in the movie and is such like a like throwaway line. It's like, yeah, you know about your son totally. and how he killed your wife. And you're like, Wait, if I hadn't seen X Men two, and I know what the fuck he was talking about at all. Right? Yeah, that'd be like putting uh, for Batman movie being like, yeah, his parents died, and he's really angry about it. That's that's how much they summed up that character in a sentence. Like, yeah. as it, he's so important to like the X Men mythos, but yeah, they there's... just like squeak him out. I feel like it would be really, really easy to set up like the the I hate all mutants and want them to die uh, like motivation would be easy, and they just <laughs> couldn't do it. Nope. A lot could be easy about this, because... I, I, I don't know. I, I can't also so that he's angry. Like, <laughs> he's like, I hate mutants. Let me surround myself with a group of them. Right, I'm going to work with nothing but mutants. <laughs> yeah, I hate them so much! Because right. it doesn't seem like he's developed his plan to build this super mutant until, like, way after having this team of mutants for quite a while. Right. Also, like, I, I, also I do love that... Um, Later on, they introduced that the general is like, look, we found out that your son killed your wife. You're too close to this. You can't right. do it. It's like, and then he murders him. <laughs> well, I was like, one, yeah, we'll get to that. But like one, it's like, okay, you were funding him building a robot to kill, or a, like a master mutant to kill all the mutants, right? Why does it matter that it's personal for him? Like, doesn't that just make him better at his job? Like, right. there's no reason to be like shutting him down. Also, you know, it seems like General's only job is to travel from one f- secret facility to another and just watch weapon tests and then get grumpy about them. That's well, every, I, but I, well, every I also, movie. So what I also love is that he's like, he's like, we're going to shut you down. And then he kills him, and it's like, well, there you go. Problem solved. It's like, how do you think that's going to fix your problem? You just murdered a general. Also, right. he probably didn't decide in that moment to cancel your funding. It's already been canceled at the highest level. He's just telling you. Right. He's just like, no, I didn't press the cancel funding button. Yeah, I was going to call somebody, but I decided <laughs> to reveal it to you first. Why did I do it in this room full of blades? Um, let's, let's go ahead and talk about it, because it needs to be talked about. 
the introduction of Gambit, a character they've tried ah! yeah. all three X. I'm sorry. Did I just release there. a guttural roar? I apologize. Yeah. I picture you, you, you know, hands up, claws out, screaming at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this oh, is guys, where they uh, introduce. Also, Ben has claws. I forgot to mention that. They introduce Taylor Kitsch as Gambit. Uh, oh, that's who that is. Yeah, he's he's a real actor who actually is a mutant in himself in that he can s- continue to get roles despite ruining endless <laughs> franchises and re- putting out turd films. I was going to say, has he you, ever been in a decent film? This guy's been in Snakes on a Plane, X-Men Origins Wolverine, John Carter, Battleship, and then the movie Savages and Lone Survivor. This man... Is still getting roles, and Wait, I don't know why. Was the movie called Savages and Lone Survivor, or was he in the movie Lone no, Survivor? And Savages, yeah, two different films. Oh, okay. Both. I was like, both they made a movie called Savages turns. and Lone Survivor. Yeah. yeah. Why is this guy in so many roles? And who gave him Gambit? And who didn't give? Who didn't ask him to try a Creole accent before giving him this role? Just, just give it a shot. I'll, I'll tell you who gave it to him. Uh, the same people who were like, oh, I got an idea for a scene. Wolverine will knock him unconscious and then go to start fighting Sabretooth. And apparently he won't be unconscious. He'll get up, run inside a building, climb up to the top, get onto the roof, run across the roof, and jump down to stop a guy from taking him captive, he thinks. Why yeah. would he have just run away? Yeah, or like or, that or, scene, or, when, he or jumps with the, the, when he jumps off the roof with the cane and like causes the explosion, that scene is so completely out of nowhere, so asinine that I was just like, this makes no sense. He thinks well, if he thinks Wolverine's trying to capture him, his reaction would just be to run away. Why would he hang yeah. out? Yeah, not to mention the fact that he thinks Wolverine's there to capture him, right? And then he busts him out of the wall, and when he comes out to, to challenge him, uh. He sees Sabretooth. I mean, he must have seen Sabretooth before. Sabretooth is Stryker's right-hand man since, like, forever. Since, since since the beginning of everything. So if he was in the facility, he undoubtedly has met Sabretooth. So when he saw Sabretooth, he would have been like, Oh, shit, that guy is definitely coming after me. I gotta bail. <laughs> but no, he's like, fuck that guy. You, new guy, you're definitely my problem. And you, new guy who's about to decapitate... Sabretooth. Yeah. Like, that whole scene, and, like, everything that Gambit does is fucking, like, the helicopter baton so he can fly off the roof, the (laughs) magic trick he does where he, like, somehow raises a bunch of cards in the air and then they just fly out. It's like, that's not how his power works. He's not David Copperfield. Or when he climbs a wall with his broken staff and just stabbing it into brick. Like, he's just a guy who can make things have, like, explosive energy when he throws them. That's it. That's the that's the tipping of his power, unless you're describing him as some, like, legacy virus variant that he gets to do all the shit he wants to do. No, he just throws cool shit. That's the cool part about the, the powers, is that you explore yeah. these and nuanced the thing powers. That's like, I, ah! Now that we talk about him, like, the climbing, it feels like this movie was directed by somebody who really wanted to direct, like, a Dracula movie, where, like, people are always crawling very shittily up, up across walls. <laughs> Because there are, are like, seven (laughs) scenes where people are climbing on walls. Yeah, it's the the, the horrible wire work every time, too. So so he, Wolverine convinces Gambit to fly him out to their secret base, which turns out to be in Three Mile Island, which I don't know why they had to fly. There's a bridge that leads out to Three Mile Island, but whatever. Uh, So he takes, Wolverine jumps out, gets there, 
knows that this part is this is a confusing part too in the what we'll call the plot quote unquote Wolverine arrives seeking revenge he wants to kill Stryker because he knows that Stryker killed his or he thinks Stryker killed his girlfriend and then turned him into a, a killing machine he he also knows Stryker has been kidnapping mutants to create a super weapon right yeah right okay he walks in Stryker reveals that the, his girlfriend Hold is on. not actually dead. Real quick pause. He doesn't walk in. He goes in some back door to this top secret facility that they just have. Oh that yeah. Has a lock that has a lock like you'd have on like your bathroom. On like the, the yeah, like a bathroom <laughs> in a subway. It's just one of those okay. punch locks. And he just walks up. He pops it and just goes in. I'm like, dude, right. top secret facility. <laughs> anyway, why is it? Why which, is it at a nuclear power plant? That's the other yeah, question. That's the other uh, thing too. Is even if you exclude the fact that it's supposed to be a top secret research facility, it is seriously a working nuclear power plant. <laughs> like, right. They should definitely have locks on those doors. Uh, so Wolverine shows up, walks into the room, <clears throat> Stryker knows he's there, reveals that the girl's not actually dead, and that it was all a setup. And Wolverine is just like, I'll never make the mistake of you know thinking I was a man or something. And then just leaves. Like, wouldn't he be double like i like all right it went from like i want revenge for you killing my girlfriend to be like now i want revenge because you fucking completely ruined my life entirely i don't even have the memory now of my girlfriend you took the last thing i had but instead he's just like i guess i'll just walk home i think i saw a starbucks cross the bridge (laughs) get a coffee and a scone it's insane and then he leaves and then she has the loudest scream in the history of screams he's all the way outside of a building and she screams and he comes back in I don't know. The whole ending of this movie is just dumb. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> and it like breaks the the story of Wolverine from X Men Two because right. they imply that the that what they did to him is what made him lose his memory. Right. Like they breaks his memory. In this, it turns out that he gets shot in the head. Gets shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell you guys, that's not how bullets or metals work. If you take up like a thick enough metal plate and shoot it with a bullet. The bullet doesn't just go through it because they're made of the same metal. Like, that's not how it works. The bullet would just ricochet off his head, probably. Yeah. Also, why, if his brain gets destroyed, why would it get rid of his memories? And if it get, if that happens, wouldn't he lose, like, all of his memories? Like, the ability to speak English? Right. <clears throat> so it's just, the end is so fucking stupid. I hated it. Now, we have very little time left, so I do want to cover, just cover... Rapid fire session, lightning round. <laughs> what the fuck happened to Deadpool? I mean, I know it's a well trod topic and everything. I but honestly, I like I don't know who wrote the script and was like, I got an idea. Let's take a beloved character, which we all know my stance on Deadpool, and be like, make him so far removed from the character that the only thing that is the same is that we're naming him Deadpool. Yeah, I he feel like, like I feel like he was the blob Deadpool would have been actually more accurate. <laughs> I, I feel like they were playing like Mortal Kombat two, and they're like, ah, I got a good idea. Yeah, let's make uh, let's let's make this guy Baraka from uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat two. Yeah, there's exactly. a real Baraka vibe coming out of that whole yeah. shit. But Super. also, like, I was so I, like I said, I looked up a couple of interviews, and Ryan Reynolds said that he was crushed when he discovered uh, the, the 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 pages for this script which by the way the director gavin um gavin hood who directed this uh has been very tight-lipped about it uh he's actually quite a good director 
but he's uh, in other films. But he's claimed that uh, that he was getting scripts the night before from from the producers and was just being like, "This has to be what is is being shot tomorrow." He's like, "All right." So I would, I would not doubt it because this movie does not have a narrative flow in it, and it feels like it was like seventeen movies. And well, they were like, they asked eight people to write the movie simultaneously, and they were like, the "Ooh, I like this small Paul Kent scene." Right. And I like right. this one there's like a comedy beat with the blob, which the comedy beats never show up again. Here's the crazy fucking shit about this, right? There's two people credited with having worked on the script for this movie, right? One is a man named um, a man named Skip Woods, who has since written or has written the following screenplays: Swordfish, Ooh. the original attempt at the Hitman movie Ooh. in in 2007. The again a second attempt at the Hitman movie in 2015. I mean, a Hitman movie. <laughs> a Good Day to Die Hard and the A Team remake. Oh, oh wait, was the Good Day to Die Hard the most recent Die Hard? Yeah, and also one of the the, the most atrocious things to hit film. Yeah, yeah. where they but keep trying to make that guy an actor. The guy yes. who's his son. There's another yes. guy. The dude who he's, plays he's, Gambit yeah, and that guy like, should not be allowed to be in films anymore. He's Taylor Kitsch, another another invincible actor who can't seem to not get <laughs> in the how bad despite, they are in every film. How they are. But it's here's like the, the guy real, in Avatar. He can't here's act. the real stunner. The other the other co-screenwriter for this I film... I don't want to hear it, because I know it's going to be like he wrote like The Godfather or something. It's <laughs> David Benahoff, who is the main head writer and creator of Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, that's not that terrible, then. I think that's pretty stunning. Uh, he also wrote one episode of Always Sunny and and Troy. Uh, Wait, anyway. the movie Troy? Yeah. Okay, that's that movie is awful. But to get back to the point we're making, so there's two in completely disparate screenwriters. Like one of the worst adaptation screenwriters in the world. This guy who did fucking Swordfish. This pretty talented guy who worked on Game of Thrones thrown together with a director who's not getting any direction. Ryan Reynolds doesn't want to be there, and they hand him this. They tell him that we're going to give you this terrible makeup. You're going to have weird swords that are too long for your arms that come out. No mouth. And, no mouth. And we're going to give you weird kind of eye makeup. You're going to lose all your lines. Uh, Ryan Reynolds did the original take when Deadpool arrives in that door, and he's standing there and his swords come out, right? Uh, he then refused to shoot any additional scenes. So all follow-up scenes are just the stunt guy, who you notice is instantly like seven times more muscular. Doesn't quite look like Ryan Reynolds. He's also an African-American. <laughs> and just finishes the rest of the movie. It's just like, all right. <laughs> like, I'll take over from here. Yeah. The end that fight scene is terrible. Sabretooth shows up, and I, it's just, like, bad. It's just the whole end. For some reason, they climb up to the top of a nuclear smokestack to fight. Right. I don't get why Wolverine thought that would give him tactical advantage. The whole thing is just top to bottom terrible. But I want to talk about one scene real quick. Yeah. Uh, the mutants are all released, and there's a slew of, you know, there's uh, Emma Frost, the White Queen. Is that what her name is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it didn't sound right when I said it. Uh, Scott Summers. Uh, there's people who are like guessing who the other characters are. You know, who cares? But they leave. Scott starts directing them in a direction to go based on a voice he hears in his head, and it you recognize the voice probably instantly because it's clearly you know uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. I was I was gonna call him Patrick Picard, and I was like, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. The thing I could not 
when he walks down the steps, which I don't know why he's not paralyzed at this point. He's an old, you know, in comic, in the comics, he should have been paralyzed before this, but whatever. He comes walking down the stairs and they show him and it's like Patrick Stewart. If he was a Jim Henson creation, right? Yeah. He, he looks like, like a fucking Muppet. Like his mouth is a little <laughs> too wide. Like it looks like it goes too far over. His head looks like it could unhinge. It's crazy how bad the special effects are to make him look younger. Also, he's not a man who ages that much. It looks like a, like a glamour shot almost with the soft focus filter. Yeah, like they, they, they would just like put a bunch of Vaseline on the camera. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. His, his appearance is so bad and just not great. Dumb. So we got we, we got to wind this down for last thoughts, but I do have to bring something up. Have we brought up the fact that? Uh, the whole time during this Deadpool fight, Stryker is typing commands. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> what I love is because he types is... two of them specifically. Engage. He, he types engage, which is super confusing because I really wanted Deadpool to walk up, drop to one knee, and like open a ring box. <laughs> would have been great. I would have loved that so much more. But secondly, I'm, at, I'm like, okay, well maybe that's like engage, and the command is like, engage his protocols for combat. Yeah, like start he's... program. Start start. Yeah. Yeah, the next like, one like, he types is insanity. He types decapitate. <laughs> so what makes me wonder is, has the whole fight? Wait, is Deadpool run on DOS? Really fast? <laughs> like teleport, left hook, right hook. <laughs> C colon dash forward forward flourish the claws. Like, what is he doing? He types I... decapitate. What? Why would you build a super mutant? That is so powerful, but the only way he can kill people is if you type specific attacks in on your keyboard. <laughs> also, I gotta tell you guys, decapitate is one of those words that is real easy to misspell. So I feel like there's a good chance that it would just come back as be like, you know, like <laughs> command not found. <laughs> oh god damn it! I forgot the I. Also, was there a, was there a programmer who was like, all right, Striker, uh, we need to sit down for a meeting. I need to know all the commands you want to issue to our super mutant. So just run through some scenarios. <laughs> all right, I want decapitate. Okay. Uh, Number one, I definitely want decapitate. <laughs> Two, I wanted to be able to open jars. So whatever I got to type for that, I I'm getting old. My hand okay. strength's not great. <laughs> Three, uh, what do you call it when you like pull out somebody's intestines? Whatever that would be. Uh, disembowel? Yeah, let's go disembowel. Yeah, yeah. How do you... Can you, like, type that out for me beforehand? Because I feel like I'm going to misspell that one, too. If I want to throw them out of, have them throw someone out a window, is there a word for that? Yeah, it's defenestrate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's a tough one. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, my favorite word in the English language. Uh, defenestrate. It does... Yeah. What if I want him to inject poison as some sort of, like, <laughs> secret hit? Do I have to type stealth mode first? Or how does that work? Does it bring up a different action bar? Uh, yeah, so that's the movie. Basically, wraps up. Wolverine can't remember who he is from being shot in the head. It's real dumb. Uh, the girl makes Stryker just walk until his feet bleed, but then he apparently can just stop whenever he wants, as we find out in the after credit scene. But like, she's like, "I won't kill you because that would make us just as bad as you." Hey, one of two after after credit sequences. Hey, right. lady, this guy's been kidnapping children and killing them for their DNA. Go ahead and make him kill himself. You're still better than him. <laughs> like, you killed one person. <laughs> he's been genociding children and mutants. Yeah, you also don't know if he's got... You also don't know if he's got more or anything. So maybe yeah. go with, like, you know, free everyone. I don't know. <laughs> just Maybe just make sure. Just something. 
the first actor credit scene is Stryker's walking again with his shoes that only break at the top. He has a slight, like, five o'clock shadow. And it's supposed to be, like, I guess, shocking that he's going to be charged with the murder of that general. That, like, when they stop and they're like, we need to talk to you in connection to the death of blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, wait, what? I forgot. <laughs> I had forgotten all about that scene. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they're not, like, going to stop and be like, we want we want you to come and work on the Sentinel project. Like, some bullshit. It, like, it just seemed like such a weird, like, comeuppance moment at the end. And then the post post credit scene, which is... Deadpool's arm reaching over and like lovingly stroking his own cheek and his eyes open. And his, and his mouth, mouth opens. Yeah, his mouth is now open and all he says is shh. That's it. The fuckers who wrote this movie were like we need a scene. Deadpool's gonna be some hot shit. People are gonna want him back. <laughs> right. Like it's insanity when you really sit down and think about yeah. it. Well, when he gets when Wolverine cuts his head off, his head falls down into the smokestack and it's like his psychops optic blast is going the entire time like in, yes <laughs> as the head but if, falls but what i like yeah. is if you watch that scene the head is falling if you watch where the beams are coming through even if you chart like the lowest level they could be coming from at their angle the head is just stuck in place it's spinning like it's not falling any farther <laughs> it never lower the beams never get lower than like 20 feet it's yeah. weird yeah, I think we need Frank to do another algorithm drawing to like sort of sort out the the trajectory of the falling dead. Yeah, how fall how slow his head is falling versus like shouldn't it be being propelled by the energy coming out of his eyes? Yeah, off- the head? speed at which it's dropping and rotating. Isn't there like a math exam about how to like drop if you drop a Deadpool head and like a brick at the Bowling same ball. time? Yeah, <laughs> but the Deadpool head the... is firing at the same time. <laughs> oh, good point. That's a good point. That's information you need. Oh, uh, well. That, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, that movie, uh, the mo- watching that movie was like watching an abortion happen. Like, it was that bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to know something shocking, though, Daly opened his copy of the DVD to watch it with us. He has a copy that was still in the saran wrap. I, I did. I bought it uh, for a dollar. On a dare, I can only hope. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> or is like some sort of like self-harm, you know? Like, you're like, I oh, know, I'm not into cutting. Let me go buy this Wolverine movie. It's basically... Right. Like, in a, like uh, an abused spouse coming back for more. Like it was... <laughs> Yeah, let me have it at home in case I ever right. get the feeling that one day I make a good Wolverine. Right. And I think any chance that, that Andy and I would be becoming friends is now ruined by having make it, uh, made him go through this. So. Oh, yeah. He definitely is going to equate... Like, I probably will never see him again either. So it's. I hope yeah, you guys I, enjoyed this. I hate you guys. Uh, I will point out one of my notes just says randomly, Jesus, this movie is bad. So that's those are the kind of notes that I take time during a film to stop and write down. Don't know why. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what scene that was that made me so angry. Uh, so that's it. Uh, ben, you didn't have anything else you wanted to bring up? No, I'm just furious. All right. Well, are you fast, too, or just furious? Uh, I'm three fast, three furious. Ooh, that's... A lot of furious. I can't even. That's the, that's the third Fast and the Furious movie. It was Too Fast, Too Furious, then it was Three Thrast, Three Furious. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so furious. Uh, well, that does it for uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, a real shitstorm. Uh, if you have corrections or comments you would like to make, things we missed or things you want to talk about, leave us a comment at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash NAOSpod. I uh, will read them on the next mini episode and address them. 
Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at NAOSPod, but unless Ben's tweeting, no one is because I don't remember the password. <laughs> uh, Andy, is there somewhere you would like to direct people or anything you'd like to plug? Um, uh, just don't watch it. It's horrible. No, not the movie. I meant about you. Oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> we already, I think they got the gist. We're not recommending the film. Yeah. Um, no, no. I really up. would like someone to come out as a surprise. Like, hey, did they like this or not? Yeah. This is the whole hour <laughs> podcast. That's the one question. That's the one I question. I don't think. Yeah, so, so you guys never said if you liked it or not. So should I get <laughs> yeah. it? My question. Right. That should be a comment after every episode we post. Yeah. <laughs> someone should just ask us if we liked it or not. Yeah. So should we? Should we watch it? I will say you should look up Andrew Daily Art, or is it Andy Daily Art on Facebook? Um, Andrew, I believe. Check him out. And Andy's a very talented artist. Me and him are talking about trying to do a comic together that we can sell at shows. We've done a couple of shows together. Uh, check out his artwork. He's way better than me. You can check out my artwork at It's Pogues on Instagram. Benjamin? Uh, I can be found uh, at the Disco Pony, as always, on Twitter. And uh, I, I, I feel like I apologize for movies that we do too much. Is that a bad sign? I think I think you're taking too much of the blame. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You didn't do it, man. It's not your fault. Sorry. Sorry. It's not your fault. Feel like we probably could have talked another two hours over this thing. Yeah. I know. I really had to. I really had to trim like notes. I had. <laughs> we didn't even talk about fucking Williams' death, where he the teleport. Uh, yeah, where he's just I, like blinking in and out. I'm like, I don't understand yeah, how also, that teleport. What was his plan to defeat yeah. the invincible saber tooth? Just keep hitting him. Will I am? Yeah, he's apparently like every enemy from every Super Nintendo game ever made. He just blinks yeah. before he dies. Yeah, he blinks, he blinks around to in a predictable pattern. Right. <laughs> Right, right. Like, uh, I mean, if you're a teleport guy, like, own a gun. Own a knife. <laughs> like, own something. Like, oh, <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Don't just rely on teleporting. God damn it.